0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Beyond Trans Podcast. My name is Andre, and I'll be your host today. Today's topic is gender dysphoria, and we're going to talk about ways to come to terms with and accept and just explain it and that sort of thing. So, welcome. Welcome to Beyond Trans Podcast. Our intention in this On this podcast is to bring upliftment to the transgender community on the planet and to bring upliftment to humanity as a whole. So, welcome and thank you for joining me. And I'd like to start off by first acknowledging all those who have supported me on my path. I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you, and I thank you very much. So, my guest today on Beyond Trans, her name is Bobby, and um, Bobby and I have met. We're uh, in the community, and we see each other at different events here and there. And we're painting a mural today, a trans mural for our community in the city. And um, so I thought I would ask her to support support me in this podcast, and she said yes. So here we are. So, welcome, Bobby. Hi. How are you? I'm good. So um, what
1: are your pronouns? He, or she, her. um, She, her. (laughs) All
0: right. That's wonderful. So, um, Bobby, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and give a background of your story and uh, include it in in your story, if you would uh, include your coming out story because there's a lot of people that like to hear about different coming out experiences. So if you take a few minutes to do that for us.
1: Okay, Uh, my story starts, I've got seven kids and 15 grandkids, two more on the way, Uh, just going through life as I felt, normal, but not normal. And um, over time, Um, I started doing investigating to find out why I didn't feel like, I felt like I was supposed to. And I happened up on um, information on transgender, and it went off like a flashbulb. I knew immediately that was my um, calling. That's where I was. That, That was me. And so I called my wife of 41 years of marriage in the room and I told her guess what I figured out what my problem is and she said what is your problem I said I'm transgender she said what's that (laughs) (laughs) so the journey began there interesting that we relate to it right away like it's a problem right Yes, yes. Because in the beginning, it seems like one. There's right, the it reason does. why you start investigating.
0: Yeah, it's like when we don't have a language for it, it occurs like it's a problem. And then when we realize what it is,
1: go ahead. And it takes time, even still. I was, I was, you know, my first year in. I don't think I, I think I was as confused as you can be. I thought I was supposed to keep up with everybody else. I thought I was that transgender had a look, and I was supposed to have that look. And it took me realizing that. Between not being able to afford all the surgeries and then even not even knowing that that is the best thing because, you know, later on, the, those surgeries require maintenance, which requires more money. And so I decided that I was going to try and find the things about me that I did like instead of the things about me that I didn't like. And I started focusing on my, uh, the features that, that I did like. And, and I stayed on those. I didn't allow myself to look at the features that... I didn't allow myself to get me down because some of my features I couldn't fix due to surgery. Or, you know, they just... You're going to have some male characteristics. So... I just want to pause right there, Bobby, and just acknowledge that here we are,
0: right? We recognize that we're trans, And then sometimes we immediately go out and look for what that is and how we should show up and how our body should be, right? We look for, you know, that outside of ourselves. And I really just acknowledge you for saying, you know what, what is it to me? And here you are carving out your existence, carving out what that is for you in your unique masterpiece snowflake expression each of us is a snowflake unique unto ourselves and I just I really acknowledge you for that
1: that's a good point because that the the fact those no two snowflakes are alike. that's that's a point that I actually because I spend a lot of time talking to myself because you're hard-pressed to really find somebody that you can talk to that's anywhere in the same relevancy as you so you feel shut out everywhere, and you feel like your own community doesn't want to accept you. But in reality, it's you trying to find you. So you know, the more I um, started loving myself, basically, and and paying attention to the things that I did like about myself, the other things fell right into place. <clears throat> and I don't put all kinds of stipulations on myself as to how I'm supposed to look. I look like me. <clears throat> That's so beautiful. I am so touched right now. And
0: I I just, for all of us listeners, Bobby, who may not know how to relate to what you're saying, you're saying, I found all of the things about myself that I really like and love and just chose to focus on those. Can you tell, just share with us, like, a few of those things? Because, you know, really some of us can't even fucking relate to that. So, you know, maybe give us some grounded examples of that. And also... um, as you continue to share your story, Bobby, share about your family as well when you get into that. Go ahead. Uh,
1: as far as, for me, finding things that I liked about myself, I, I started hormones immediately. That was like the most important thing to me. I, I needed to get a letter, I needed to get on my hormones f- to match my, my thinking and, and the way I felt with, with my, what I felt like I was supposed to be. And, so the hormones will alter your body quite a bit. And um, as you go, you know, you you tend to want to look at the things that don't alter that you wish you could change with surgery. But if you'll take the time to look at the things that do change, your legs or your breasts or, um, you know, whatever features that you find that are. I think a lot of us had some of those features to begin with. Yeah. You know, the... I know back through the years for me, I had a tendency to want to shave my legs and I've always worn my shorts real short and I had an excuse for it, you know, I like to tan or, you know, I just had a bunch of excuses. At the time, I had no idea what was going on, I mean, I did that since I was in my 20s and then, you know, everybody kind of knew me that way, you know, they just knew me as a little bit different. but it was funny because when I came out as trans, everybody—you put that word on it, and everything changes. And all of a sudden, the same people that looked over it don't tend to want to look over it no more now that now that it has a label, and they have an idea of what they think that label is, you know. But I think that um, the trans community, um, you know, is as diverse as any other. You, you can go out here and take 150 cis people and. And everyone's going to be different. Mm-hmm. And everyone, if you offer them, you know, some thing or another to do or whatever, they're all going to react different. Mm-hmm. We're no different. You know what I mean? We're, every one of us is just as different. But for some reason, we tend to want to match a mold. I know I did. I spent a year driving myself crazy trying to match a mold.
0: Yeah, I, I know, I get it. It's like still looking to blend in, still looking to find what normal is. and so. You're, you know, you're pointing to being us all being willing to let go of what is normal and go to our heart and, and come from that place. And, you know, I will say a lot of that is put on us by how we have latched on to social consciousness mm-hmm. and trying to blend in, trying to find out what that is. And so, you know, it, it, it takes letting go of that as well.
1: Yeah. yeah, I found that um, it was a, a wonderful thing to start looking at it like I'm being me. I'm not being any other thing.
0: <laughs> That's so great. Like just me.
1: That's great. And I want to ask
0: you, when you were looking at things that you loved about yourself, was there anything outside of the physical body that you looked at, like character formation or, or was it all pretty much physical body things?
1: All of mine is interior. The physical body is, um, you know, just something you try to bring into the picture to go along with it. But um, my, my feeling, my, um, m- my whole mentality w- was more on, the, on a feminine side than on a masculine side. So I already had, you know, the overboard compassion and the overboard emotions and all that, mm-hmm. even before the hormones. You know, actually, the hormones leveled it out, it's, it's better now. But um, I feel like mine is definitely inside. You know what I mean. The outside, um, we—that's our art palette. We just play with that long enough to get. I, I believe we're ultimately trying to please ourselves anyway. You know what I mean. If, if you're trying to make somebody else approve of your look, really, you're only trying to make yourself approve of your look. Mm-hmm. So if you can approve of what you look like and who you are, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. You know, you can function in the crowd freely.
0: And so I would ask you, because we were talking earlier before the podcast started, and I understand you've moved to a rural area now, and so I'd like to ask you off of that, has there been any adjustment for you in your expression living in a more rural area
1: lately? Um, For the past year, since I started uh, focusing on myself, I go like I go, and I don't get any feedback, really. I mean, I, I, go I go like I go, and I don't get any feedback, really. So that's something
0: for us all to really embrace. Go as we go, and, you know, and then we don't get the looks. Yep. You know, I, I was reminded that by a friend in the trans community. They said, just keep your head up, walk into that bathroom, you know, do your thing and leave, and it's a, it becomes a no thing. So yep. that's great. So tell me a little bit about your family and how that's been for you, and how long have you been transitioning, and how's your
1: family been with accepting you? My transition started two and a half years ago. Uh, my wife and I have been married 41 years. Um, all my kids are were raised open-minded because I was always open-minded. I, I was a bit different anyway, so... Um, my kids weren't judgmental, you know, to any part of the LGBT community. When I told my my sons, they were like, all right, cool, well, what's next, Dad? You gonna start wearing a dress? <laughs> and I said, well, uh, we'll see, huh? It's very possible. My wife... Um, you know, 41 years of being together and, and, and being totally happy, uh, it doesn't erase. So I think my suggestion would be take the time to give the family time to adjust with you. Um, that's what I did. I mean, I, didn't, I told them, and then everything's been gradual since. I didn't just completely turn upside down on them. And my wife is one of my biggest advocates, if not my biggest at this point
0: that's fantastic, and you know we just acknowledge that not everybody's partner is that way, and um, you know
1: Some are, shut out. Some are shut out right off the beginning i mean that's that's something you don't really know until you until you start into that process stay together or, or you know
0: yeah so for those of you who might have it more difficult and your partners aren't accepting we just know that we have compassion for you and we honor you for being you and again doing it, doing it at your own pace doing your path as you uniquely feel to not by any outside influence or how things quote unquote should be right So just letting go of that. Ain't no shame in doing your thing, as Missy says. You know, do your thing. Um, So I'd like to turn the corner a little bit and talk about, uh, you know, how it is that we can accept ourselves when we experience gender dysphoria. Like in the face of extreme gender dysphoria, what are some tips and tools that we can offer to assist in bringing about acceptance. You know, what comes to mind for me right off the bat is mirror, you know, all of the courage that it takes for you or for me or anybody to be willing to look in the mirror, right? Mirrors are very magical, very powerful. And to be willing to look in the mirror and um, to whatever extent that you're able to and allow whatever comes up that inner mind that is not us, that we sometimes identify as, the mind chatter, right? Allow it to come up and to notice it for what it is, mind chatter, that you are not those things and to the extent to which we can not relate or identify as that mind chatter and to see it for what it is, to be the background in the awareness of those thoughts, we can be that much more freed up. So, you know, as we begin the mirror work, to allow whatever thoughts come up to come up and, and not identify with them and recognize them, right? And then we use that as a tool whenever we have thoughts come up that are not necessarily loving and recognize them for what they are. Aha, they are thoughts, they are not me. I let go, I don't identify it. Take a nice deep breath, right? Bring our bring our focus to our breathing to bring us back to the present moment. You know, if you have a trusted friend or loved one that can assist you in doing the mirror work initially that maybe would hold your hand, you know, or a cat or a dog, like no kidding, like whatever it takes. We acknowledge your courage. So that's one thing that comes to me right away in assisting with uh, gender dysphoria is relinquishing ourselves from the mind chatter. And then from there we can, to the extent that we can be with that mind chatter, we'll come out through the other side naturally with a sense of compassion and love for ourselves. So that's the first thing that comes to mind for me. How about for you, Bobby?
1: Um, to understand that um, that you're being judgmental of yourself when your your dysphoria is based around your judgment of yourself. So, and um, you know, everybody is trying to find themselves and trying to um, create what they feel like they are. Uh, and not taking five minutes to look and say, I can look in the mirror, I am who I am. And, um, you know, the dysphoria, uh, I know I've had many different kinds, you know what I mean? It's like one advice will work for one, and then another time it'll be from a different kind of a source or a starting spot or something. And it doesn't even really seem like the same. It seems, seems like a whole nother event. You know, so like it took me, I went through a a series of them before I finally figured out, they're all the same thing, you know, and it's me judging myself and being critical of myself. I found not looking at everybody else, I mean, if you you don't look at everybody else any other time, you know what I mean, in a normal situation. So don't do it in a trans situation either, look at yourself, and don't be too hard on yourself. So what are some practical ways, Bobby, to
0: turn that around when we're being in critical mind thinking and judgmental of ourselves? What are some practical, grounded tools to assist us in shifting and turning that corner into more body light positivity for ourselves?
1: Well, depending on on your situation at the moment, one of my main ones is to take to my most favorite outfit and put my most favorite outfit on and take the time to paint my nails and and do the things that make me feel the way I want to feel. So self-care. Self-care is a thing, everybody.
0: That's beautiful. So if you don't even have a favorite outfit, like as Bobby's talking about that, I don't really even have a favorite outfit right now. So, you know, for those of us that are listening, do we even have a favorite outfit? If not, maybe we could... You know, go and get ourselves one, you know, and treat ourselves. Um, so, yeah, that's a great idea. Okay. What else? Anything else besides putting on an outfit and doing your nails?
1: Some people talk to themselves. Some people don't. And, you know, I happen to be overactive mentally, so my, my mind's going to mull it over and mull it over and mull it over. And And, and if I don't find something to attend to the dysphoria, it's going to keep going on. I, ha- I have to find an avenue to get m- me out of it. And, um, so you know,
0: what, what are some of those avenues to get you out of it? You mean like to things that will bring you back to the moment, like activities?
1: Uh, the activities, get in a car and leave. If you're, if you're having uh, serious dysphoria, get in a car and leave. Go somewhere and get a, a hamburger or, you know, get dressed and go do something proactive wow. to where you're talking to yourself. You're communicating with yourself. What do I like? I like this outfit. What makes me feel the way I want to feel most out of what I've got? You yeah. Know? Um, and and then get in the car and get out of the square you're sitting in. Right. I have found that's a big asset for me. Get, get away from the square I'm mean, in. If, if that square don't feel right, get in the car and go somewhere. get
0: out get out of your box right where are we limiting ourselves you know when you say that what comes to mind for me is i'll i'll call a friend or go to a support group meeting or you know that really helps me um and it's true like just get up move stop change shift you know stop change start stop change start stop change start you know go to a yoga class or uh things that are things that are life affirming rather than things that are you know and that whatever that is for you it might be going out and buying a burger it might be going to a yoga class it might be you know going out and buying a craft thing or you're not into crafts you know you maybe want to get a wrench and go fix something you know whatever it is for you that will bring you life affirming cuz you're valuable you're worth it and you know not everything can be explained by other people what you're feeling, you know it's important to that's a key, that's a key. you yeah. got, you got to find it yourself, yeah, and so letting go of running away from ourselves and turning and facing those things that can be confronting sometimes, so
1: yeah, you're your own best partner, and I know um, when when I first started in to the, my transition, I felt like the only person I'd, I felt all alone. And I felt, even though I'd, I went to Transgender Universe and a dozen other different locations to read and try to educate myself, it just didn't seem like anybody was saying uh, what seemed to be relevant to me. You know what I mean, and, it, and then if you replied to them, you didn't get nothing back. So it was like a very lonely time of figuring yourself out for yourself. Wow, I just, I really want to acknowledge you for that, Bobby. I mean,
0: here, you know, reaching out to other people in the trans community and not getting back the validation of how you feel and yet you still persevered on. So I really want to magnify that point for our listeners that even if you're going to trans meetings or, you know, looking online in social media and it's still not clicking for you... You know, hear what Bobby's saying, it didn't click for her either but she persevered in her experience of herself so it's okay if you feel really different it's okay if you really feel like you don't belong you know, all of these things, you do belong you do very much matter, you're here and it's okay if, you know trying to find it outside of ourselves, it's still not clicking, it's okay I want to also say, too, having the courage to, you know, be our own top advisor is what I'm hearing Bobby say ultimately. Like, we are our own top advisor. It's not a sponsor.
1: We don't seem seem to have a choice because we're destined to go in the direction we're going. And I think that's what creates the dysphoria. I have to go this way. I feel it inside of me, and I can't match what I feel I'm supposed to do, you know.
0: That's beautiful. And so really key there, being our own advisor, knowing that we are our top advisor at the end of the day. You know, we might get advice from this person, that person, blah, blah, but at the end of the day, we are responsible for ourselves. And then also... um, The second thing I want to point to is... That if we're not doing what we most love to do in this world, like in a grounded way, then we're denying ourselves. We are in denial. So you might say, oh, but I want to be a painter, but I don't have any money. Well, there's still something we can do every single day that contributes to what it is that we most love to do on the planet. And it might be confronting it might be confronting as heck what it is that you feel compelled to do on this planet but let me tell you there's no alternative you can run you can tuck your
1: tail between your legs but uh gonna you know it's going to keep coming back and on you it's just going to keep coming back until you tend to it <laughs> it's going to keep coming back until
0: you tend to it beautifully said so to uh to to yeah That's beautiful. To breed. Breed what it is that you've come to do. Fan that flame in your heart. You're worth it. It's everything.
1: You have to learn to love yourself. You have to learn to look at yourself and see your value and love yourself. You know, Bobby, I just want to be the devil's advocate
0: here and say, oh, well, it's easy. Everybody says love yourself. But what does that mean? Like, how do you go about it? Like, what are some practical, grounded tips and tools for that?
1: Well, that's kind of a... uh, (laughs) I tell you, all through my years, I was very judgmental of of my appearance, as a male even. And I never liked my look. I thought I was ugly. I just was sold on that. Once I I was two years into my transition, um, I started learning how not to look at that girl over there and say, I need to be that. I started looking at myself and and appreciating myself. And then I found I look back at the pictures of me from before and I don't think I'm ugly anymore. Oh, wow. and it's, this is something that was really strange to me. Yeah. So I think when you start real, when you start focusing on yourself and you start looking at the things that you do like about yourself that you learn to some of the things we're just too critical on they're fine. Yeah. You know, like I had to get it through my head. Some girls got little butts. You Because know, I can't go get a big one and I got a little one. So I'm gonna have a little one, you know. It's just, if you if if you look out there at what's out there in the gender that you feel at home with, the variety's unlimited. But when we try to judge ourselves, we're so critical. We need to look like a queen. You know what I mean, we, we need to have every feature that that would, you know, big breasts and, Nice shape. I mean, we're just overly critical when there are plenty of people out there in the gender that you're transitioning to that look that carry the same characteristics that you do now. You know what I mean? So, you, you've got to look, pay attention to where you're looking, look at yourself. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of women, are not happy with themselves ever. You know what I mean? And, and that's, a, that's a part of being a female, you know? Just never being satisfied with yourself and always have, having to update. You know what I mean? You're always, you're always this needs fixing, that needs fixing. You know. Well, I'm here to say, and I take a stand in the transgender
0: community as female to male, I take a stand that that no longer be so. That that's not the female mindset anymore. For the goddess that you are, and the goddess within all of us. That it need not be that way anymore. That we...
1: Are evolving. We're evolving.
0: We are, invol- we are evolving indeed. And that having the courage to become aware of our beauty in the present moment, and acceptance I'm hearing a lot of, of what you're sharing, Bobby, is about accepting ourselves, fully in the moment, without shame, having no shame about our body. You know, uh, somebody shared with me about the shame of our beauty, like who you are right now is beautiful, and if you have any shame, listeners, about that, you're having shame about your beauty. Have no shame about your beauty and how you look right now. How you look right now is beautiful and perfect. And to the extent to which you can accept that about yourself, like Bobby shared, she went back and looked at pictures of herself and she realized she wasn't that, you know, that she was beautiful. So it's, it's about how we, how we see ourselves. So thank you for that. Okay, wow, this is excellent. <laughs> Um, is there anything else you want to share before I lead us into uh, the next topic?
1: Everybody, love yourself and take care of yourself. That's that's the biggest thing, you know. Love yourself and
0: take care of yourself. So, listeners, whatever that 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 looks like for you, you know, you could make a list. You know, a practical list. Of what does that look like for you on a daily basis
1: to love and accept yourself? I think right. Everybody has some angle, or some spot, or something, be it your eyebrows, or your toes, or your legs, or your whatever, you know, that they do approve of. Yes, and you know what I'm getting,
0: Bobby, is what we could do is find that, and then go to somebody and say, you know what I love about myself? I love the tattoo that's on my leg, that's an OM symbol, you know, and I love how I put it on there, how I, how I got it done, you know, whatever, whatever it is for you. So, um, That's great. Okay, so now we're going to move into a um, improv. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, so. um, So, Bobby, you're at a bus stop. And at the bus stop, you're waiting on the bus with a group of people. And it's a variety of people. And, you know, you go to the same bus stop every day. You kind of know them, but you don't talk to them, that kind of thing. So... What do you, Bobby, most want these people at the bus stop to know about you without you ever saying a word to them? What do you most want these people to know about you? I'm comfortable in my skin. Okay. (laughs) That's awesome. And so if you were, as you are comfortable in your own skin, Bobby, how will that why do you want them to know that?
1: Because I believe that uh, confidence and and the energy that you put out when you're, when you're sending the message that you're comfortable, then it's accepting to people. But if you look nervous or if you look like you feel out of place, they perceive you the same way. So I try to control the situation by... Um, by uh, whether I am totally or not appear to be comfortable in my skin <laughs> it's, I'll tell you I've got a lot of stuff I need to do I could spend thousands of dollars on surgery to, you know to if I had, was going by what I felt like I wanted to do but I have to learn to deal I have to learn to accept myself and what I can do you know what I mean I, that's such freedom wow thank you for that thank you for that
0: So, listeners, um, what I'm hearing Bobby share is that we are God-Goddess. We are all that is. We create our reality. And so what Bobby's saying is as god goddess lord of my universe i am in i am taking charge of this and i am comfortable in my own skin so there boom he puts it out into the world and then the world gives that message back to him you
1: don't have to, be to her. A finished product in your own i mean you don't have to be uh, look at yourself and say oh i 'm a ten out of a possible ten in my own opinion you don 't have to You can look at yourself and and know the things that you would like to change you know things you would like to add to and the, you know but that doesn 't mean you you don 't you, you can't be comfortable in your skin understanding that there's plenty of time in the future and you you don't write it in you don't know what you might run across you don't know when you might get an opportunity to you know but i think that you better yourself all the way around looks and you know personality has a ton to do with how somebody sees you so if you're bubbly and having fun i mean everybody probably knows that person in back in school that it was completely odd, but they were just the funniest. That was me. <laughs> they were just completely funny and having fun all the time, and everybody loved them. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't judge them.
0: Yeah. Yes. It's what you thank emulate.
1: you. It's what you emulate. Yes.
0: Okay. Thank you for that, Cher. Okay. We're going to uh, do one other exercise as we wrap up our podcast. Before we do the exercise, I'd like to give out our email. Please feel free to email us with any questions, comments, or anything that you'd like us to cover on Beyond Trans. Our email is beyondtrans at gmail.com without the E. So it's B-Y-O-N-D-T-R-A-N-S at gmail.com the E for yourself because you are exceptional beyond trans at gmail.com okay here we go the the final final exercise here we go so Bobby do you trust me yes <laughs> yay okay so I'm gonna ask you Bobby and all of our listeners to close your eyes and we're gonna walk through a guided visualization guided meditation so closing the eyes relaxing the body just becoming aware of the breath, feeling the breath moving in and out of the nose. Aware of your feet on the earth, on the ground right now. Just know that wherever you're doing this meditation, it's perfect. We happen to be doing one at an LGBT center, Bobby and I, so wherever, you do, wherever you're wherever you doing it, wherever you're participating is perfect. Becoming aware of the breath, feeling it moving in and out of the nostrils, now, imagine right now that coming out, whether you're lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or queer, imagine that coming out is a no thing anymore in your city. Coming out is a no thing. What does that feel like? What are you thinking? How is your body responding and then expanding it a bit now, imagine coming out is a no-thing anymore in the state that you live in. What does that feel like? The whole socio-political arena coming out as a no-thing anymore. in the state that you live in. What does it feel like? What do you want to do? What are your thoughts? And now, taking it a step further, visualizing the country that you live in, coming out is a no thing anymore. Imagine. We're bringing the future into the present moment. Coming out is a no thing anymore in the country that you live in. What do you feel like? What are your conversations like? How are you living? How are you treating yourself? What are people saying to you? And now a step further, imagine the entire planet, planet Earth, coming out as a no-thing anymore on the planet, anywhere, for anyone. And what does that feel like for you? How are you living? What are you doing? What are your relationships like in your family, with your friends? what is the environment like what are the what is the infrastructure like on the planet how do you feel in your body right now taking a few more breaths bringing that back to the here and now, gently coming back into your body as you're ready, gently opening your eyes. Coming back fully now into the body, knowing that you can bring that here onto the planet at any time that you need to. If you're standing in line at the grocery checkout, you're going to sleep, waking up, driving in your car, you can do that. Imagine. Imagine a world where coming out is a no thing. How was that for you, Bobby? How was that for you, Bobby?
1: Anything you'd like to share around that? Oh, that's incredible. Uh, Quite an incredible experience. I hadn't uh, expanded my mind around Uh, The idea of a small community, because that's kind of what we're led into, to think about it being complete would be like fulfilling yourself. It would fill your body. You would feel complete. You would feel comfortable everywhere. It would be incredible. It is incredible
0: because we're presencing it right here, right now on the planet. All of us, including you listeners. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. And so it is. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Beyond Trans Podcast. Please feel free to listen to our prior episodes, meditations, mantras and stargates oh my is one of my pointers for assisting with meditation or please listen to any of them and again please email us any of your questions or comments bobby thank you for joining us on a whim here today i appreciate you i appreciate your being i appreciate your soul and spirit very much
1: thank you very much i enjoyed this incredibly and thank you for including me you're welcome
0: And just know, as a listener, if you're ever having difficulties, you're valid. You belong. Get help if you ever need it. And we love you. Let's say we love you on three, Bobby. One, two, three. We We love love you. you. You're valid. We love you. Thank you. I love you. And I appreciate you.